nothing for you, I could ever change that Every time you look up to the sky Realize that you are only looking in the mirror Hello, hello, welcome back to another episode of Authentic Amigas. My name is Valerie. And I'm Florencia. We are super excited today uh, that you guys are joining us for episode 19 of Authentic Amigas podcast. Today is a very special um, episode because we have our really amazing friend, Ruby, with us. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for joining us, Ruby. Thanks for having me. I'm like so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you here. Ruby's a queen. Um, For those of y'all that don't know her, like I said, she's one of our really great friends. You can find her um, on Instagram at Ruby Scooby Doo, I think, right? I just changed it. (laughs) Oh, well, I love it. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here with us. Like Flo said, you are a really close friend to the both of us. And on aside from being a friend, somebody who we've been looking up to for a really long time with Instagram, with the way that you put um, what you feel and what you're thinking out into the world. And you just have such a beautiful presence about you. So I'm very excited that people get to hear you today, hear what you have to say, because really everything you've ever said to Flo and I and and out there in the world has um, touched our hearts. So before we get into all that juicy, good, delicious stuff for you guys uh we're gonna do some icebreaker questions because you know just break the ice get it get into it yeah so i have a question for you ruby and then flo does too and i'm gonna go first (laughs) (laughs) i side myself first so i'm gonna go first so feel free to answer however you like um also if you don't want to answer don't have to either but (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna go into it so my question for you is if you can be guaranteed one thing in life what would it be oh my gosh um besides money oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um it can be anything it can be like you know like a certain quality about you a certain experience a certain relationship whatever it is I feel like if I had to choose one thing to like guarantee, it's like to have a fulfilling career, something that I like love waking up to do, something that like I know not only like contributes to like my well-being, but like also like, you know, is a community resource. And I think like that's that's something like that I really would love to do. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> no, period. That's a really good response. Me thinking like chocolate, like, you know, I just want chocolate. But that was, yeah, no, that's a really good response. Okay, we love to hear it. My question for you, Ruby. Um, what is your favorite family tradition? Something that maybe you want to like carry on one day if you ever have kids or in the next generation? Okay. What's your favorite fam- family tradition? Okay, I don't want to have kids. So, but oh, okay. whenever I do get married, um, I love Christmas time. Like Christmas time is like, I try to go all out, like not in the sense of like gift giving, but more like just being in, in the moment and celebrating that. Like for me, like growing up, Christmas was a really big deal. Like, especially with like my mom, cause we, we grew up like really religious. So Christmas time was like one of the very few holidays I got to celebrate growing up. So I think now I, I like more of a nostalgic feeling. So that's something that I, I want to carry, like, growing up. It's like, mm, I love that. I relate a lot. My family is the same way. Um, Christmas is, like, my mom's favorite holiday. Also for, like, 
semi-religious reasons too but um but yeah no I feel that big time um do you guys do the whole like building of like what's it called the little like where Jesus like sleeps what's it called where they make like a little oh my god in nacimiento yeah (laughs) I I only got to actually start celebrating that when when I first started dating Adrian because his mom's Catholic so my mom so I never got to do that growing up but we like she introduced me to so much that I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, even though I don't really consider myself to be like uber religious anymore, mm-hmm. um, just getting to experience more like that, like traditional Mexican ho- like Christmas, like was yeah. really cool. And like, then like when you like wake up baby Jesus up like I think a few weeks after Christmas, mm-hmm. like you put him down to sleep. And really cool. mm-hmm. I love that. And Adrian's your boyfriend, you said? Yeah. Cool, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Well, definitely relate. And um, I guess to kind of go off of that, like you said, traditional, uh, like Mexican Christmas traditions or um, things that are passed down in that way. Um, one of the things that uh, we have a couple things that we want to talk about today with Ruby, but um, one of the things that we wanted to to start on is just talking about something that we all have in common and probably a lot of our listeners um, have in common. And that's like the experience of um, being first gen. So um, like my parents immigrated here from Mexico and then um, I'm the first generation here um, and Val is as well. Um, and uh, you too, right Ruby? Yeah, I'm first gen as well. My parents uh, immigrated um, from Mexico. So yeah, mm-hmm. first gen. Awesome. And so do you have any, like any siblings? I was talking to Val beforehand and I was like, I'm not sure, but I actually do. I have an older sister and a younger brother. So. Oh, you have an older. You're yeah. the middle. I'm the middle. I'm the middle child. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, well, that's awesome. Did you guys grow up like super close to each other? Uh, me and my sister, yeah, we had like a three-year age difference. Not so much with my brother. He's like we have an eight-year age difference. So he's I'm 24 and he's 16. Yeah. So he's like, like, oh, you're too cool. Right. To talk to me, you know. Oh my right. god, I feel that. <laughs> I yeah, that. both of my youngest sisters yeah. are teenagers right now, and it actually crosses my mind like so many times throughout the day. Like, damn, this is crazy. Like, being in a house with like two teenagers is like wild. So I totally relate when you're like, he's too cool. <laughs> I, whenever I do go visit over, I like say hi to him. I'm like, oh hey, and like that's like our whole conversation. And, yeah. It's so funny because you're like, I remember when you were a baby, like, <laughs> <laughs> like your whole life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's awesome. Um, so I guess on that note of like being first gen and, um, and siblings and growing up with like, you know, family values and like tradition, you know, when parents immigrate here from another country and then, you know, we're first generation in the United States, a lot of the times there's, um, you know, a lot of people talk about like, I don't want to say like conflict with like identity or anything like that, but um, definitely like some struggles that are specific to like the first, uh, the first gen experience, which, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you relate to. So um, like in things that you struggled with or like pressure for family and expectations. I think the best way obviously that I feel like I've been able to deal with it was moving out of my parents' house. I think they had way different more uh, expectations for me than I actually kind of wanted to do. Like, um, like I had mentioned earlier, my parents are like very, like extremely religious and they have a very, like much more 
not, I don't, I don't want to say closed-minded, but a very conservative view of, like, how the world works, you know? And I don't know if, like, your parents are like that, too. Like, there's, like, one way to do things, and it's basically, it's either the right way or the wrong way. Like, for my parents, they really, like, envisioned me, like, staying home till I got married, and then, like, leaving when I got married. Mm -hmm. Really staying, like, with the church, like, getting, like, a college degree, and, like, doing all of these things that, like, while I understand, like, why they want those things for me, that just wasn't what I wanted to do. Right. And, you know, I felt like I, when I was 19, like, that's when I left. So I felt like the only way I can really truly, like, overcome, like, their expectations versus what I want is to leave and to kind of just, like, explore the world, essentially, and just kind of, like, see where life takes me and if that's you know going to school awesome if that's not like okay like let's see what I like to do and you know yeah and kind of kind of exploring like without the in an environment where you don't like constantly have to face the like the reminder of like the pressure and the expectations yeah. yeah. Did it feel like growing up you were on a constant agenda? Like there was just like this specific agenda and you had to ab abide by that agenda? Like it was just written out for you? Or what was it like growing up for you? Because you mentioned some of the pressures you felt growing up. Did you feel those from a young age or did you realize them as an adult? I felt like as a younger, like, as like when I was younger, I could definitely, I don't, I don't feel like I felt those pressures because I I wanted the same things my parents wanted and I think a lot of us do when we're younger you know when we're like 13 14 like we want to please our parents like we want to you know grow up to be like at least for me like whatever they wanted me to be like okay like yeah like you guys want me to be essentially like a church girl like yeah I'll be that church girl like, you guys want me to like do all these like things within the church like yeah I'll do it because I you know like that's what you guys want me to do and I felt like as I got older like I just I just didn't want to do that and I felt like just being constantly reminded like oh if you don't follow this lifestyle like this like very particular religious lifestyle like you're 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 in the wrong and I just didn't want to as I grew up like I just didn't want to live with that pressure if that makes sense yeah definitely I it's uh it's funny that you that you put it that way like in a mm -hmm. in a way of like when you're younger you kind of your ideals for yourself and your expectations for yourself are kind of more aligned but then as like you kind of become your own person like as you get older and you know have your own ideas um you start to see things differently it's so funny because um I like came across this therapist on TikTok and she's changed like my view I don't want to say like just of my parents but just of like this whole area of my life in general um she's kind of like put things into perspective for me because she frames it in a way of like our parents come from like another country right and then they come here and they have like all these like traumatic experiences and then they like struggle hard here and they do so much because you know as much as you know there's pressure and expectations and everything like they make it happen here um and it puts you know they brought those expectations from their home country and they put them on us and it's expectations that like don't necessarily align like with the lifestyle here all the time or like with what is like the, the course of life here all the time and at the same time in their home country like things have changed there as well so it's like you know like it's almost like you know have you ever heard i i saw that like on a mural one time like how people say like ni da ki ni da ya like you're kind of like you know um 
so I definitely feel that. And mm-hmm. going back to what I said earlier about like, you know, they, they come here and they do so much and just to, just to keep food on the table, like a roof yeah. over our heads. Right. And so, you know, Val and I have talked often about like seeing our parents, you know, like run their businesses or struggle in, in ways like that, you know, to keep things afloat. And it turns into, even if they don't do it on purpose, like it turns into like a lot of pressure on us mm-hmm. um, to to get a degree, to help out the family, to to be successful and like live up to expectations. And, you know, we, we in turn put that pressure on ourselves. Do you feel like you saw that in your parents in yeah. that same way? I feel like, especially with like my mom, I feel like not that she tried to like live vicariously through us, but I feel like she, there's a lot of things that she wanted to do when she came here. I knew, I know that she went to school for a bit when she came here to the United States, but I don't know if she was able to finish or not because she had us to take care of, you know, we were younger. Um, she had to work too alongside with my dad, you know, in order to make ends meet. And, you know, part of me like always feels like I know I'll never be able to repay like them for migrating. Like that's just something that like just takes so much like, at, like I don't know how to like say like so much in a person to do to pack up your like small things and just leave, start a new life in a new country. And that's like something I'm forever grateful for. Like I know if my parents didn't migrate, I wouldn't be here. There's a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't have if it wasn't for them. But at the same time, I feel like as first gens, we kind of have to not like forget about that or what's the word I'm looking for? Take take for granted what they did for us, but almost like we need to, uh, we need to like find our own kind of rhythm and like yeah. what we want to do. But of course, if this is like, just from like my point of view, like if, you know, there's people that may feel different. No, I, I strongly agree with you, Ruby. I actually, before, you know, the podcast, Flo and I usually get together for a little bit and we kind of go over some notes and we were talking about first gen experiences, right? And the struggles and the pressure. And I was telling her, it's almost like it feels really like you're working your whole life to try and repay what your parents did for you. But it's so discouraging because you know deep down there's nothing in this lifetime that you could possibly do to match that. There isn't, it's just impossible. And to carry with life with that feeling of like, I will never be able to repay. I will never meet the expectation that not only they have, but I have for myself. Like it's a horrible feeling. And I think sooner or later, like you said, we have to find our own identity and we have to still, you know, it's good to acknowledge that I feel, but you got to move on and you got to find your own rhythm, like you mentioned as well. I think it's a balance like between not taking that for granted knowing that you're here because of the sacrifices your parents made and also just kind of like you know how people say like leaving the nest you don't necessarily have to move out of your parents like home but like kind of like starting to think about like okay what do i want to do what's something Mm -hmm. that i really would like want to do in this life that's going to bring me joy Mm -hmm. and if that's like pursuing maybe a different degree than what your parents want you to do, then okay. If that's not going to college and your parents really want you to, like, okay, like that's a hard conversation you'll have to have with them. But if that's something that you really feel like this is what I want to do with my life, then go for it. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to, like you said, find that, find that balance and find peace in the middle of the two extremes, you know, like on the one end, like being like, I want to say like paralyzed 
by this debt that you'll never be able to repay. And on the other side, you know, taking for taking it for granted. So, you know, having to land that peaceful middle ground, you know, like that you can actually bear to say like, okay, um, I'm carving out like my own, my own little way of being right. Yeah. That same, that same TikTok therapist that I'm thinking about, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to link. We're going to have to link her. Yeah. yeah I'm going to have to link her, credit her, run her her check, you know, but um, we'll send her a sticker. Yeah, for real. She always talks about um, like sometimes with, uh, with parents, like especially parents that like have immigrated here from elsewhere. Um, she talks about how a lot of times like the, the harsh expectations and like the, the strictness and, you know, the, the heavy handedness of that, that parenting style is a way of them, you know, wanting to protect us. Like, look, like I've been through all these hard things. And so it's, it's so, it's, it's kind of backwards, you know, because it's on such a, such a subconscious level. They're like, I have to be hard on you to prepare you for the hard things that you're going to go through out there. When in reality, like, you know, they're making it hard for us too. you know, it's just like the cycle just like, like repeats itself. Yeah. It's like homegirl doesn't get worse than this. I don't think so. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely hard. I'm glad that you know that we can connect and like talk openly about it because it's like before you hear other people be like, oh yeah, me too, or like before you find other people that you can identify like the same experiences. um, It's it's hard. It's hard to, to go through it alone, you know, and especially like if you grow up in a place where like not a lot of people have shared your experience or not a lot of people can say that they relate. Um, it's it's hard. So um, I guess for me, like, you know, like I said, I'm glad that like we have a group or like friends that we can um, connect with. So how have like have your friends played a role in helping you like find stability and like, and like wholeness and peace among this whole experience? Like, is that, is that one way that you've found healing, like in the same way? Yeah. When, one friend that com- uh, comes to mind is my friend, Michelle. If you're listening to me, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> <But> Hi, girl. <laughs> I have like such an admiration and respect for my, for Michelle. She's has been with me, like my friend for like a few years now. Um, there was a time, there was a point in time where I was going a lot with my parents. We were in terms of like, we just weren't speaking to one another. Like it just wasn't like a, we weren't in the right place to like really, I guess, talk. Like we just didn't see eye to eye in a lot of things. And, um, Michelle's older than me, but she gave me a lot of advice on like how to deal with these things, how to stand my ground, like set boundaries like for myself not feel like I have to in a sense cave into them because like I miss them or because they want one thing for me and I really want to do another or you know and I feel like she was a huge reason why I was able to get through those like almost like rocky moments with my parents like friends are definitely like a really big part of being able to go through like those really tough moments with your parents right right i and i mean my friend you know that's gotten me through a lot is is you know she's she's here on the podcast she's a co-host <laughs> you know she so I, I i feel it i i don't know where i would be right now if it wasn't for her especially you know it's hard it's hard growing up first generation in a country where you feel like although you were born here like you don't belong it does yeah no. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, right. And, and I think if it were like, if it wasn't for her and, and, you know, like Michelle, like your friend, like, I feel like maybe most of us would feel very alone still till today as adults. And, and speaking of friends, though, how, how do you find a good friend? Because, you know, like we mentioned Michelle and Flo, beautiful, amazing friends. But how do you think you find a good friend? You know, there's probably people listening out there who, you know, who are in a place where it's like, I don't have a friend. Like, I don't even know how to go about a friend. Like, I'm hearing your guys' stories and it sounds great. But how do I even find that? I think it has to come organically. I don't think you can ever force a friendship for sure. Like, you know, sometimes I know I've been guilty of it. Like, you try to force something and it just doesn't work out. Like, the energy is just not there they're like you're just either like your personalities are just not compatible you're you know the way you kind of think isn't compatible so definitely more of an organic find of a friendship mm-hmm. um someone who like roots for you someone that like off the bat is it competitive like loves you for who you are accepts you someone who is going to be there for you i think that's a huge thing because sometimes i think I don't know, like, it's hard. there's like, there's a balance between being there for your friend, but also like creating boundaries within a friendship, which I think is mm-hmm. also really important. Like, hey, I'm not, I can't be here for you right now, but know that like, when I, when I'm available, like, I'm here, I'm, like, I'm all here. You're right. It should be something that comes organic. And, and I think with you, Ruby, um, I, I think you and I, and you, Flo and I, all three of us connected because you are the type of like person, just person, not even friend, but person who is very open and, and, and is very comforting and is very home. You have like yeah. a sense of home, like there's a like home about you. And you, I mean, we followed you on Instagram for those of, I don't think we mentioned it, but we met Ruby through Instagram, yeah. right? We followed her. She popping popping recipes like y'all don't go go follow back in like 2018 on. or so right 2018 is now. when we met mm-hmm. i still remember the first time i met you guys like mm-hmm. wait tell us how we met real quick <laughs> tell us how we met well, at the time i was like doing my little vegan blog and i was working with an organization called veggie Mikas, and i was putting on my very first like um community like event and I was so nervous because I didn't think anyone was gonna come mm-hmm. and I planned it for like two weeks and I was like all right I'm gonna have a picnic because I love picnics I think they're so fun you know like a potluck and stuff but anyways I like planned it and then you guys came and I literally like fangirled I was like oh my god get <laughs> out we fangirled. <laughs> fangirled I was like they came oh my god <laughs> No, and I thought it was the coolest thing. One, for I mean, it was the coolest thing I had ever been to, truly. Like, I'm not saying that just to say it. Many reasons. But I remember we walked in and you had this sheet, like a kind of like a like introduce yourself kind of sheet where you would write your name. And that was the first time ever that I was asked my pronouns. The first time ever that somebody had asked for my pronouns for anything. And I thought it was like the coolest. Like, it just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad about that when you know when we're talking about like finding a friend, uh, you said someone who feels like home. When when you we were you know when we were talking about that a little bit ago, I like that's the first word that came to mind. I don't know if it's the cancer in you, Ruby. Cancers love to nurture. <laughs> I've been like getting more into astrology, Loki. So I'm like trying to learn like all about it. Oh. Um, yeah, I think that's like 
like what cancers are like they're very like loving and very like nurturing like not motherly or yeah no yeah it could, yeah it could be like yeah like very like like a big warm hug you're just like a, a warm hug your presence is just a warm hug even like the way you speak it's just so soothing and calming it's it's just yes you're so when we're talking about amigas you guys and and how to find one really i think like the key things that you said um as well when you listed like the qualities kind of that you look into look for in a friend are there any more qualities that you're like this is what a good friend is to me or any kind of, do you have a standard for a friend too? Like are there standards, qualities? I feel like I do have a standard in a sense where it's like, not like bare minimum standards, but like, it's just, you gotta be like a good person, you know? I definitely have had friendships where they, again, have crossed boundaries where I was like, that's like not okay, you know? Or have made me feel like you're putting 100% into the friendship and they, they only put like 10% and you're just like, oh, okay. You know, or they're like, like, I'm super proud of all my friends. Like, I will, like, show them off till the day, like, I leave this earth, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and, but I've had friendships where I wasn't maybe pretty enough or, or, like, or, like, fit enough, like, like them or, like, whatever it is. And I just felt like it was always, they would hide me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that, for me, like, I've just, it just makes me feel sad. And I just, and I, if, and if I feel that ever in a friendship, I'm like, okay, bye. Like, I can't. Like, that's not something I'm, like, willing to put myself through for mm. a sense of a friendship. Yeah, okay. I, I feel like it just takes one good friendship. Um, like, I don't want to say, like, to, to change your life. Like, that's, like, it sounds so dramatic, but really it just takes, like, one good friendship to model that for you. And I think after that, it's so crystal clear, like, when, like you said, like, when something feels off or like when somebody makes you feel lesser than or makes you feel like you don't fit, I feel like it's so clear, you know, all it takes is one good relationship to model that for you. And then you, and then you know what to expect and you know what makes a good friend because it feels familiar. Yeah. It feels like a friendship should feel calm. It should feel loving. There shouldn't be like a sense of competition where it's like toxic. Like, I'm all for like you know cheering each other on and like you know pushing each other like to be like to be like to grow and to be better versions of yourself whatever pace that may be but I feel like that sense of competition within friends which, which sometimes could happen I think that's also like something that like can throw like friendships off and stuff um yeah yeah, yeah well you mentioned setting boundaries with friends right because it's really and in a sense, too, it's kind of easy, I feel. And tell me if you guys feel the same way. I feel like when I was in my prime going out phase, <laughs> I had friends left and right, up and down, left and right, everywhere. Everyone was my best friend. But once, you know, like I started growing and I started kind of settling down in my own kind of space and becoming like the person I really want to be, I, I lost a lot of those friends. And, 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 it, and it, you know, that's a whole other thing. But I think for me, it was really hard to set boundaries because I didn't even know what boundaries looked like when it came to a friendship. So for you, Ruby, what are some of those boundaries and how did you find out like, this is a boundary for me? Like, this is a set, no, this is not okay. Oh my gosh. Um, what they like, kind of like joke at you, like they make fun of you, but they're like joking, you know, but they're not really joking. They're like throwing jabs at you. like that's a no, like automatically, like, no. Um, when they, like, 
that's like a boundary like I just will not accept in any like I don't even yeah you know like no I don't think that's healthy I don't think that there leaves any room for like a healthy like friendship to grow from there Mm -hmm. because like you know I think people like when they start to do that they could go like far with their jokes and then they're hurting you right it's testing it's like a testing ground kind of you know like how much they can get away with so how do you so when you start to get that sense like in a friendship how do you deal with that situation like I guess and it's so funny because I've seen people tweet stuff like this all the time and it's so true like that like friendship breakups are harder than like relationship breakups a lot of the time and it's so hard especially if you've never practiced before like distancing yourself or setting that boundary like if you if you don't have practice in that area it's really hard at first to deal with that situation where you're like you know I know that something's off I can sense that this isn't serving me so how do you deal with that situation or what advice would you give to somebody who needs to deal with that situation with a friend being definitely up front I've had a few friendship breakups that like some that I didn't really care for I'm like okay whatever it's done you just kind of go like you know you go to them it's fine you stop talking but others that you really have to talk to them like hey like, what you're doing is hurting me like it's it's not okay um and one friendship breakup that comes to mind is uh I had this one um friend who we were super close like we would always hang out and she ended up like kind of like backstabbing me really bad and I felt like so hurt I like cried I felt like betrayed as a friend and um I was up front with her I did I didn't want to kind of like deal with it kind of just wanted to like okay like maybe we could still be friends like I'll just ignore the situation but I was up front with her I gave her the benefit of the doubt and she lied to me and said that she she basically like gaslit me like oh no it's you not me kind of thing mm-hmm. um so then I had to cut her off and you know it sucked because I thought she was a cool person but you know I felt like it just the friendship wasn't fruitful anymore you kind of just got to break it off but friendship breakups suck they like they're, they're the worst because it's like I mean you know when you're with a boy or a girl you know when you're in a relationship period romantically mm-hmm. you're like okay this may or may not work Right, I think just like naturally we go in thinking like this may or may not work. We'll see, right? But with the friendship, I don't think anyone goes in thinking like we're not going to be friends in five years, right? Like there's a possibility that this friendship might not work. Like I don't think anybody really goes into that. So we go in with like our entire heart, our soul, like everything. We put our everything into a friendship. So it's it's really hard to let it go. Yeah, I think people are taught to be guarded in romantic relationships or you learn to be guarded in romantic relationships, but like you have to kind of be stung kind of bad to be guarded in in like friendships, you know, it's kind of one of those things that you almost have to learn the hard way and like I've definitely been there as well, like I had a situation with a friend too one time where it was like one of my really, really great like close friends and just things happened that like I couldn't look at them the same the same way anymore or like with the same level of trust and it was really hard and I didn't know how to deal with that situation other than to go like cold turkey like 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 you said like kind of ghost and like let the situation fade out and you know I think after like a year of doing that it kind of made me reflect too on like the whole situation and I ended up kind of realizing like you know my own fault in the situation and you know obviously their fault as well like which I knew about but 
it kind of like brought me to a place where, you know, I was able to rekindle it a little bit, but it's just not the same anymore. And I don't approach, like, I don't see all of my friendships the same anymore because it happened to me one time before, you know, you realize that it does, you know, with like setting boundaries and, and upholding a standard and an expectation for friendships. I think it does come down sometimes where you realize that like, it is just you and like, you sometimes like you do have to have your own back in certain situations and you just you have to hold it up for yourself you know as strong of a support system as you can have in all areas of your life like sometimes you know you have a certain relationship or a certain friendship where it just comes down to like all right like in this situation I just I gotta have my own back and I gotta leave a situation that no longer serves me and that can be true in a lot of places you know like I said relationships or friendships um it can happen in in any environment, right? How do you manage that? Like I said, I my only my only coping mechanism ever was like go cold turkey, just cut them off. But that's not necessarily the best. Like sometimes, like you said, you have to communicate. Sometimes, like it's really up to you. However, you feel the situation should be best handled. Because you know, maybe cold turkey is the best way. Because you know, they're just gonna end up kind of throwing everything back at you or projecting at you, and then the the conversation isn't uh, productive mm. and like you don't it just kind of you just kind of go keep going in circles with basically so sometimes that's the best option but other times you're like all right like I really want to talk about this like let's hash it out like why are we fighting like what is going on what's this miscommunication or in our friendship but sometimes you gotta like really vouch for yourself you know if you really truly feel like you're being wronged in a friendship then you gotta stand up for yourself I, you know, because nobody else will. Nobody else is gonna like stand up for you, like, in a sense where it's like, yeah, yeah. And I, and I really believe that, not like in a negative way, like nobody's mm-hmm. gonna stand up for you, nobody has your back. But you gotta learn how to vouch for yourself. And I'm, I don't know. Yeah, no, I I love that you're saying this because I mean sometimes, and I also love that you just said it's okay to also go cold turkey because I think as you grow older, people have like this like sudden expectation that you have to like all of a sudden be the best communicator and confrontation is key, like confront every situation and you know, there's just a specific way of doing it. And even earlier when I was talking to Flo, I was like, you know, maybe, you know, there's a different way or whatever, but you're right. If the situation calls for cold turkey, like serve that joint up, like serve me some cold turkey. And if that's how it has to go, that's how it has to go. If you, if that's what you have to do to protect yourself, because again, I think there should be in some situations not I don't want to say that we should have our guards up because that's not it right we should be open and ready to accept love because we're deserving of love but also protective of our hearts because they're so valuable I think it's the most valuable thing that we have especially you two you guys are so beautiful inside and out like really really so um yeah I love that you said cold turkey I agree if you have to cold turkey somebody go ahead and do that that's not wrong something I've learned over the years is the fact you don't need closure. I'm so sorry. You don't. I just yeah. give them a window, like an opportunity of like for them, just, just for you to talk to them. And I don't think that's necessarily necessary. I don't think closure necessarily exists. Yeah. To be honest. Oof. 
Jackie Ina, I I follow her on Twitter, and I don't know I don't know if you follow her tweets or if they ever pop up on your feed, but she I don't know if it was on on Twitter or somewhere else that she posted one time saying like closure is like such a such an illusion, like it gives away so much of your power, and I feel like I need to remind myself of that because I'm the type of person where like I need it, like where I guess I don't need it, you know, but like I look for it a lot. And um, it does give away a lot of your power. And a lot of the times, like, it's just not, like you said, it's just not worth, it's just not worth the conversation. It's not worth the effort. And you'll save yourself a lot. We did. I mean, I have, okay. So I have a a random question for you. And I don't even know if it's going to fit in here, Ruby. Like, it's just going to be randomly. So if you guys are listening, like, sorry, that's just what we're going to do right now. (laughs) Um, Best friend, sorry. I didn't even go run it by you. But No, 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 run it. I feel like, so you guys, Ruby is somebody again, who I, I really, everything you say, you're, you're a great listener, I feel, observer, but when it's like, when you talk, it's like, whoa, like she has some powerful words, like, and I think it's really important that whoever is listening gets to experience, like, you know, obviously we can't fit in all of Ruby in one hour as much as I would love to for, you know, for anybody listening, but just randomly before we go into the next little topic that we have, um, 2020, 2021, rough years, right? Rough mm-hmm. years. Um, what's one piece of advice you can give to somebody? This is really random, you guys. But just if we're going to cut this little in between of like advice from Ruby, random advice from Ruby. Um, if you have any advice for anybody that's maybe, you know, going through these rough times right now, what, what would you tell them? What's gotten you through this year and 2020 as well? 2020, well, for sure, my my awesome boyfriend, Adrian, he's, I, 2020 is definitely like a really tough year. Um, like it was a tough year financially. It was a tough year, like emotionally and mentally. And I, and I know a lot of people can resonate with that. You know, a lot of people like lost their jobs and a lot of people, you know, lost family members because of COVID and, the one thing I could give you advice um, is not to doubt yourself and how resilient you are. Honestly, like, I think even myself, like, I, at times, doubt myself, like, oh, my God, like, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to, like, get through this chapter of my life? Like, you know? But I think sometimes, like, we forget, like, of all the things we've been through, all the crappy stuff that, you know, life's thrown at us, and we've made it to this point. And I hope whoever's listening knows that like you are so resilient for getting through like the last year. And I'm so proud of you. I love that. That is really good advice. And you know, people say it and it sounds corny, but like they say like, you know, you don't know how strong you can be like until it's all you have. And it's it's so true, you know, we're, we're capable of so much more than we know and we're more wise than we know and we're more strong than we know. and. Yeah, it's it's hard to remind ourselves sometimes, but um, but we do need to hear it. And you know, Val's mentioned it, and I I wanted to say my piece as well before we before we wrap things up too soon. But I honestly look up to you in so many ways, Ruby. Like I I know I've DM'd you before, and I've talked to you like very briefly about um about like you're moving out and like making things happen. But I think of you very often, especially when it comes to that, but just in general because it is hard. It is really hard you know it's something that I've you know had my my mind on and um my heart set on for some time now and I think of you often because 
it is hard to make it out here, like in California and I mean, just in general, but like, damn, <laughs> and you're doing it. You're doing the damn thing. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and she went back to school. Hello? <laughs> no. Okay. Update on that. Uh, I had to take a pause at school, but yes, I did go back. I'm going to go back. I'm going to yeah. go like, lower pace, but yeah, like it's really tough. But okay, so you brought up school right now, and that's actually perfect because we want to talk a little bit about goals, how to create goals, how to believe in your goals, how to manifest your goals, how to work towards your goals. How, how do you start by creating your goals? Do you sit down with a notebook? How does the process look like? What does it look like? You know what? I feel like they usually come in my, my dreams, either when I'm sleeping or like when I'm like showering. Because that's, that's like my me time. Like, so whenever I get an idea, yeah, whenever I want to start something new, it's usually when I'm sleeping, I want to shower. I don't write things down very often. And I'm like, and I want to start doing that more because I heard that if you write things down, you tend to go with, go through with your plans more and they manifest better. So, is that true? Yeah. No, I love that. By any chance, did you do a vision board? I did do a vision board for 2020 and it did not. <laughs> it okay. is nothing that I put on there like, actually happened because of COVID, right. but I think the idea of vision boards is like super cool. I think having something that's visually reminding you of what you're wanting to attain, what you want like to do this year, I think is, I'm all for it. Right. Yeah. So with Flo and I, we do vision boards. We've been doing them. I think this is our third year, no, second year, second year doing our vision boards. And I found that it's so helpful. Um, like you said, just having something to look at every single day, like, even like if I don't want to work towards my goal that day, like it's, a, it's, a, I'm looking at it. I'm like, girl, me just looking at you, I'm already doing something. I must be, I hope so. And I, and I think it's, we are, you know, like you said, the power of manifest manifestation is so real. Just how if we write something down, we're kind of manifesting it. I feel like when we see things visually, it's kind of the same thing, you know, because we're implement like we're, we're putting it in our brains and then somehow we're just extorting it out into the world. And, and I think that's a thing. So when you say that you have dreams about your goals I mean, when you're in the shower, is it like, like, what does that process look like? Is it, is it like a, I don't know like what I'm more interested to hear more about that actually I, I talk to myself a lot like if I'm alone okay. I'll be talking to myself I'm like okay like I want to do this or I'll like for a really long time like when I was doing the vegan blog I would practice doing interviews about like people interviewing me or like me like mm, I love that or like describing myself like in an article or something and I and I thought it was so like it was really comforting for me so, um, when I remember one time when Veg News came out with like an article and they had featured me, I like freaked out. I was like, oh my God, this is what I wanted. This is what I like, I was working towards like, and yeah. So uh, talking to yourself is like a huge thing. Like being able to verbally say like, I'm going to X, Y, and Z. It just like puts in a different mindset for sure, you know? Yeah, we actually were looking at your Veg News article today, and you guys, Ruby's an icon, by She's the way. She's accomplished. Ruby. She's a published, accomplished queen. Yeah. <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. Oh, my God. You, you've you done so much in your 25 years, right? 24? 
24 and then 25 in July. So yeah. 24 going on 25. You've done so much. You've done a lot for the community. You've done a lot for us. And I know you've done a lot for the people around you just based off the energy that you put out into the world. But really like the community, you, you gathered, you created a community. You really did. That's what you did. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I always feel so like... Um, it feels always so nice looking back on like the stuff that I've been able to do because like um, how I like said like my parents were super religious so like I grew up super sheltered like little to like no exposure to like the outside world except like through the lens of like the church and religion so being able to like move out and getting to experience like all these new things like different people like and just learn I think has been like really cool and being able to say like yeah I, I, I did that like yeah I used to I used to, I got featured on this website or I've done this and it's just, and like in a humbling way, of course, like not like yeah. in a possible way, but just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, gotta be, gotta be proud of yourself and your accomplishments and, you know, everything that you've been able to do. So, so that being said, is there anything that, uh, that Ruby today in March, 2021 wants to put out there in the universe? Like what's, what's in the works for you? I know that you said, um, that you're going to go, um, back to school at a pace that works well for you, for your long-term goals, anything else that you want to put like out there in the universe, where do you see yourself, you know, in our, in our safe little space here on the podcast? Um, I really want to start my like own business, seeing all my friends do their own like, business. I'm like, I want to, I want to see what that's like. Like I want to venture into it. Um, I didn't like have an idea, which I'll like tell you guys after we're done, but <laughs> hopefully I'll get that out by like the end of the year because you know there's just steps to it you know you have to like envision your idea buy the things for it all stuff. yeah wow so we may see we may see this year you guys heard it first and a little exclusive for y'all <laughs> this ruby queen ruby will be launching her own business this year which you know what i'm just gonna say it period not even hopefully miss ruby if she wants to she'll be launching her business this year. And I'm so excited to have you battle back on the podcast to talk more about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Sponsor you guys. I heard that you guys wanted a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, say less. We're going to book your next episode right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I can't. I really, really can't wait. I can't wait to watch it all unwrap. Um, and like Val said, we'll have you back, you know, in a few months or at the end of the year or next year to talk about, uh, the progress of hopefully how your business has been going. And, um, I can't, I can't wait to watch it all happen. Like really genuinely from my heart, cannot wait to watch it all happen. And, and I'm so glad that we got to, that we got to hear it here first and hear it from you directly, you know, um, definitely to put myself accountable because, you know, yeah, sometimes we have goals and then I'm like, we'll do it later I'll do it next year no I definitely want to do it this year yeah and I think that's another great tip actually too for anyone listening like if you have a goal in mind tell somebody that you feel safe with you know because then really like in a way it's keeping you accountable but there's no pressure because you know that they won't judge you you know like things happen and real friends will be there no matter what no judgment so I we feel honored that you shared this beautiful fire as goal of yours that's coming up it's i i can't wait to support we can't wait to support you already know we're gonna be there cheering you on the whole time 
I agree. And for everybody listening, if y'all want to be there to watch it unravel as well, make sure to check out our girl, um, Ruby at Ruby Scooby do underscore on Instagram. (laughs) And, um, and yeah, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if there's anything else that we want to add Ruby. Yeah. Do you want to plug in anything else? Any plugins, any, any last words from queen Ruby, anything that you would like somebody to take from listening to this? I guess the last things I want to tell people, put yourself first. Thanks. We forget first gen, you know, people and, and women, like we don't put ourselves first, put yourself first, be selfish, you know, like go after your dreams. Don't doubt yourself. And if you want to be friends, hit me up. I'm always down to be friends. You know, Mm -hmm. I'll follow you, follow you back. Oh, and uh, my friend. Yeah, Take she is. Yeah. yeah. Also, by your authentica. Oh, stop. <laughs> the plug. <laughs> one of my computer, one in my like little water bottle. Oh, stop. See how supportive she is, y'all? No, seriously. Not like with everything we do, your support, we know we can always count on you. And it's truly such a blessing to have had you here today on the podcast, have you as a friend, have you in our lives. You bring so much value to everybody's um, existence. So thank you for being you. Thank you for being Ruby. And that's really all we have today for you guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode 19, Real Talk with Ruby. Thank you. We appreciate you. And if you're not following us yet, follow us at authentic amigas we are on instagram twitter uh subscribe to our youtube channel we have a youtube channel and we may be cooking up something soon on that channel where can they follow you best friend um i'm at florentia galpan everywhere just check me out i'm on twitter instagram tiktok i'm florentia galpan underscore and that's it (laughs) yep and that's what we got for you guys thank you ruby for being here today we love you the weight of the world keep us still alone